0: Today on the Focus on Why podcast, I am joined by Marina Conway-Gordon. Marina, welcome. Hi. Lovely to have you here. And Marina, tell us, what brings you joy in life? What brings me joy in life? A whole lot of things
1: (laughs) bring me joy in life. Um, But I really, I really love people. I love people and stories and that, that kind of sums up a lot of the
0: other things that otherwise would take a lot of podcasts to talk about. (laughs) So tell me, what is it you spend most of your time doing right now? I
1: am a deep thinker, so I have to actually confess I spend a lot of time thinking, but often strategically and usefully, though, as well. So um, I spend a lot of time thinking uh, about people's stories, actually. I, I watch a lot of content myself. I I'm a big content consumer. Um, I love watching, um, you know, films and things as well. And just hearing people's stories, that's what really lights me up.
0: And why do you love hearing people's? Why does it light you up?
1: I, for me personally, hearing someone else share um, their their real story, but also if they're Kind of kind enough to to share the difficulties that they've had i've I've found an incredible amount of identification with with that and it's allowed me in my personal development to feel not you know not alone um, in some of those challenges. It's allowed me to feel gosh it's just like a sense of relief and actually kind of excitement as well when someone's telling their story and I almost get this intuition of where they're going to go next, um, and what they want to be, you know, doing. And I kind of go, Ooh, Ooh, you know, I've got this, oh, I'm like, something's jumped into my mind. What do you think about this? And, um, from their story, we kind of go into a, an amazing conversation. That's what usually happens.
0: <laughs> and you mentioned a sense of relief and a feeling of not being alone. Why is that the case?
1: Yes, I think, um, i guess as a deep thinker um i can also think myself into uh you know a negative space sometimes um and i think sometimes you know, for all the kind of, uh, reasoning that I do around something, what really, um, gives me the perspective is is someone else's perspective on it. You know, I think (laughs) I can spend a lot of time alone and and work a lot of things out in a way in my, in my head and with books and things, but actually it's, it's really, um, where I get the kind of gift is from someone else's experience and being able to compare that to mine, um, in, in a positive way. And, um, and kind of make make progress from there, really. Um, that, and that, yeah, I find that is a relief. Really, it's almost like a bit of a um, a bit of a um, you know, it's like having a hot cup of tea or something when you're feeling a bit. Oh.
0: <laughs> and is that how you've manifested your new business purely around people's stories and your love for people's stories?
1: I think it was a couple of things. I mean, I think the love of people's stories was always there. And throughout my kind of previous marketing experience, it was always about working with that person's story and seeing how how best we could get that out there really. But I think I I had this kind of epiphany in 2018 and um, I was on holiday and I'd just taken, um, my previous employment had finished uh, back in July. So I had a bit of a break and I thought I'm just going to kind of, you know, ground myself, think about things. And I was taking this selfie or trying to take a selfie on this beach in in Mexico and I suddenly just had this feeling like what am I doing? Like what what is this <laughs> what is this selfie for? What is, you know, where and I was sort of thinking oh well I'll put it on Instagram and I don't know I just suddenly was like what am what am what am I about now and what's my, you know, what part of myself do I want to put out there? I've spent a long time working with other people and their stories. And is it time to look a bit at my own and, you know, make that connection again? And I I just suddenly had this feeling like I didn't want to create another version of myself. Um, that was very clear. You know, I think there's kind of been Marina, the screenwriter, and Marina, the coach, and Marina, the number two in someone's business. And, you know, I've had a lot of different kind of personas I guess and I think I wanted to own some kind of persona I think that felt comforting at the time but now I was going into this space of you know what I'm this holistic person and what does that how do I maybe articulate that and I I have a feeling it's not going to be through this selfie was the feeling you know it was going to be another way and I thought I I suddenly thought what is it that connects people and stories and social media um i think we have something called social media storytelling which is actually slightly different from from what i was thinking of what i was thinking of was actually a much more almost a documentary approach it was kind of fly on the wall like if i was just observing this person or this brand what would what would i see today just today you know um and again not much to do with you know products um, and sales necessarily really just like who are they and I thought perhaps there's this thing around brand documentary around real stories and that's where the the,
0: I guess the seed of the the idea came from. So why would taking that photo of yourself on the beach that selfie why would that not have been Marina why was that a different version of yourself?
1: I think I because at the time I was thinking okay right I know I want to start up a a content creation business I I love creating content Um, and I think at the time what was happening a lot was and this was like only two years ago it sounds as I'm saying you know 10 years ago but really it was only two years ago it shows how much you know media changes as well but people were it was very um it was very you know personal brand very quite posed quite polished people were curating their profiles a lot and kind of it just suddenly, I was just like, I, I don't do this. Like, I, ca- I can't do this. <laughs> I can kind of see why somebody else might want to do it. And if they want to do it, I can help them do it. But I don't really, I'm just not, this isn't me. This isn't me at all. And um, And therefore, what is me? You know, what is, what's my kind of vibe? And is that going to work for content creation? Am I going to have to do these things that everybody else is doing? like you know getting their cup of tea and kind of posing and you know this kind of pseudo documentary thing like we're following you around but actually it's really contrived or am I going to try and do something totally different so although I was excited about this idea I was also like oh that's brought up you know some more uncertainty really about what what that looks like
0: and do you feel you're achieving what you set out to achieve
1: it's funny, I was saying to somebody the other day, because um, in my head at the time I was like, right, you know, kind of two or three months and I'll get this brand out. And at the time, it, it, obviously now it's called the real life of brands, before it was gonna be more, you know, something media. I think, you know, I was still in that thinking really of it's gotta be something media and it's gotta be understood to be, you know, it just, it took a while for the the thinking to fully change and develop in myself. Um, to to this concept of being more real online, to this concept of revealing, to doing more behind the scenes, and actually articulating that took a really long time. So, um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. But it was sort of an evolving, an evolving process, and I would say it's taken a good two years actually to really come to articulate that and to embody it more myself online. Mm-hmm. So who are you working with? Who are you helping? So I work primarily with um, coaches, actually, (laughs) because I guess what's what positions a coach really well to to use their real story is that they're they're going to be working already with real stories. You know, every day they're they're listening to somebody's real story, whether that's just today somebody's describing an emotion about something that's still a story so they're all kind of already in that place of stories and often I find that with coaches they they have um they've probably started this business on account of an experience that they've had themselves so something a life-changing or um a life-changing experience either positive or negative or or a change in life direction and that tends to be their story so it's it's a good thing to go with, you know, it's real, it's present and it, and it is connected to their, to their work as well. So it does work really well with coaches that said um, there are loads of brands who want to start bringing more real storytelling into and behind the scenes into their business. It wouldn't be so, I guess, well, there I think there's some resistance to kind of using actual personal stories um, when it comes to the larger brands, because, you know, they, they keep kind of going back to that kind of brand document really of kind of this is who we are and this is our values. And is this really going to work? It becomes a bit of a gray area for people, I think. And um, so there's some resistance sometimes, but that said, um, a lot of brands are are asking for this. So Mm -hmm. it's not just individuals um, who are, you know, used to speaking and telling their story. I think it's, it's um, other entrepreneurs and, and brands as well. They need to know, what parts of the story, what parts of the real story to show, to tell, and and how can they get that across? And how can they get it across in an an enjoyable way? You know, so it doesn't become something, um, you know, any kind of chore or sort of like, oh, we've got to talk about this today. And, you know, I think it's getting on board with the stories themselves and
0: perhaps even celebrating them. Yeah. So why do you think we have this fascination about storytelling? I think for
1: probably for the reason that that I said earlier, like I think I think we need that identification. Um, I think we're inundated a lot with um, aspiration and inspiration, and it, it's it's wonderful to have a goal and to see something that somebody's doing. And kind of go, oh, I'd love it if that happened for me. But I realised really quickly as well that I, in order to kind of think about that as a real goal i would need to first identify with that person or with that um with that journey i would need to kind of kind of be really realistic about how this is going to go you know it's like none of us wake up one day and go and then we were ted you know we were a ted speaker having yesterday not been one or whatever it is that you you want to be doing but um for me i think it was like i i need that identification um again yeah it, it makes us feel like we're not alone it may it gives us ideas as well it kind of goes oh, okay they they kind of did it that way maybe I'll try that instead of what I'm doing which maybe isn't working so well um it's like guidance but just but it's through the through this story which is always you know we love stories we always want to know what happened next and who's involved and and that that's where I love the the part about the challenges actually because if we just see a story where everything was great from the beginning to the end, you know, we don't, we don't really remember it. We don't, nothing happens within us. Nothing changes within us. We just kind of go, Oh, well that was lovely. And it's sort of totally unmemorable. So I think as human beings, we have to like share a bit of those, those challenges and those hard parts.
0: Yeah. And do you think that's where the sort of the glossy, imagery that we've been seeing is is actually totally unmemorable because it's not anything that interests us or piques our interest because it's not a challenge or seeing people's journeys
1: I think absolutely and particularly this year and I think actually COVID would have really pushed this forward as well as an idea but um, we are all kind of being called upon to be more real Um, and I think we are finding that particularly with brands that same content that's just going out you know yeah the aspiration the kind of I think we're not we're just not we're just not seeing it anymore we're not feeling it we're not connecting with it and also we're we're just saturated you know we're so there's so much content now anyway what is the content that's going to speak to people and it's going to be the content that's real it's going to be the content that is willing to take a little bit of a risk in order to connect with you. I mean, that's really what it is. It's like, it's this brand willing, really willing to connect with me. It's all very well them saying, oh, come on, connect with us. We've got amazing products and, you know, this is wonderful. But actually, are you going to connect with me? And that's, I think that's where we've got to with social media, definitely. Um, and I, you can kind of see it happening. I mean, the whole behind the scenes movement has just completely exploded last year with um particularly curiously it was um you know massive um the film studios have kind of really led the way on this they decided to show behind the scenes from a film before the film had even been released which is actually a a massive risk on their part um and especially for a product which costs millions and has millions of investors and could completely flop it's a massive risk and i I thought, well, there's really something here. If the a, if a, if a Hollywood film studios can do this and they can share that online, we can do it. We can we can afford the the risk to share something a little bit more of ourselves and our brands in order to have that connection, in order to um, invite people toward you know towards us, basically, yeah.
0: And if you think about how social media has evolved to particularly Facebook and Instagram to have the storytelling aspect, people can can actually document their days from the story perspective and using that. A lot of people now are sort of swiping instead of scrolling. And I think that's become because they realize actually you can have one facet in, in the post, but you see everybody, you see the whole person in a story
1: absolutely i think that tends to be the the way to go with it they'll be like you know my my bit more curated pictures are in the post because i like it to look you know a certain way and reflect you know i guess you know uh, um at least a brand perhaps even brand colors or something like that but then when it comes to stories we can kind of relax a bit and i was saying to someone the other day well you know why why is are we ever excuse me are we only ever going to do this on Uh, Instagram, and places like that, like, would this ever with this kind of more real chat ever happen on LinkedIn? And obviously, quite a few people said, well, the thing is, it disappears after 24 hours on Instagram, whereas on LinkedIn, it's, you know, there forever. So I think there's something about 24 hour disappearing um, content that allows you to relax a bit, and just take a moment in time. But actually, I would say, I really think you can do that on on any medium you know I think people are interested in moments in time definitely and a series of moments in time short moments in time um that's what we that's what we want and that's what perhaps gives us a um a more a deeper sense of the essence of that person and brand I think so anyway yeah
0: so you mentioned you had this epiphany on holiday and that's how you've created what you're doing now what were you doing before
1: so I before I had worked um, doing a personal branding and marketing and content creation for a property company, which was headed by um, an entrepreneur. So it was a combination of both the content creation um, for the company itself, which involved things like property developments um, and things like that, and the and the process of of a property development. And then it was combined as well with personal branding with putting her and her story out there as well and drawing more of uh, opportunities to her as well as an entrepreneur.
0: And what else have you been up to in your, the life of Marina? Life of Marina. Well, I, um, I also write comedy. Um, and I,
1: I wrote a short film. Um, well, I wrote it actually a few years ago. It was about five years ago now. And then I ended up make I crowdfunded it and got it made in, 2018 which was great because it was a classic case of well you know maybe I will maybe I won't and then someone just said oh I'll make that with you and I said oh gosh okay let's do this you know let's not resist this process Um, and it was really fun it was it's only five minutes long um, and it's very kind of silly uh, comedy but that's definitely something I love is sort of humor and um a bit of comedy and not taking things too seriously so I I write comedy I did a stand-up course earlier this year before we went into lockdown and um it was the most terrifying experience I think I've had in years but I would say to anyone you know what just do it anyway Um, it was a very supportive course and it really did give me confidence I can't even kind of exactly say where just somehow I just feel more confident having, having done that. So I love comedy. I love funny things. I love films. You know, I I do watch a lot of films and, um, and I love nature. You know, I, I kind of get out, I live near a park and um, I'm just a big content consumer, sort of introvert really. So I'm kind of (laughs) quite happy consuming content for hours a day and making it obviously as well.
0: So as an introvert, that was a big deal getting up on stage and doing stand up. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. Um, yes, <laughs> it was a lot of overthinking going on. Um, but I mean, being in a group was brilliant because obviously you could, you know, you. I would relax more seeing what other people were doing um, and seeing that they weren't trying to make it perfect and you know doing too much planning in advance they were just kind of getting up there and doing their thing and, and being willing to experiment and that's very good for me I think I can plan a lot in advance um and sometimes it's good to just be much more in the moment and I the, the stand-up allowed me to kind of take a random thought I'd had th- that week and make a story out of it actually but instead of I guess instead of uh, trying to Draw people into the story so that they think more. You know, it was just more about um, just I'm going to tell you this story. You know, uh, whether it's funny or not. Like I just want your I I just want to grab your attention with this story. Um, so um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. I, I would probably carry on with it. I think after lockdown, there was the opportunity for an online course, but I wasn't really sure how that would how that would work um so yeah I think I would do after after lockdown I would do something more with it I think
0: so something I've heard throughout a lot of what you're saying is is the importance of connection why is connection important for you I think
1: actually as an as an introvert um I can spend a lot of time alone um you know being wonderfully creative uh, and doing the things I love but I do need to balance that with um connection and interaction and I kind of love nothing more than to find that connection with people I think it's very that's what some people say oh introverts don't want to connect with people you know they don't want to um yeah you know they or they do even that they don't like people I don't think that's true at all I think it's just that we we get tired sometimes doing it (laughs) but um but actually connection with the right people and perhaps more one-on-one I'm not a huge fan of massive crowded networking rooms. I don't probably do as well there um, mentally as I do just connecting with people one-on-one. And I like to just start a conversation with them and see where it goes. And um, incredible opportunities have come through, through making, I don't wanna say the right connections, like right and wrong, but through making connections which, which feel right. Okay, yeah, which feel right huge things have come from that you know partnerships collaborations and you know the wonderful way that we can all help each other when we when we're connected um so I work quite hard at that probably because I'm an introvert and I have to work a bit harder at it but also because um it's worth it it really is worth it
0: and something that I'm hearing Marina is how you are a lot of what you do is how you feel it's all about how you perceive things and it's very much from that perspective how would you describe how that helps your business Hmm.
1: I realized that um I am terrible at working on things that I'm not invested in (laughs) um like I have to have a feeling about it I've and this has come up a few times where I've just thought, well, you know, this, this is just a sort of standard procedure with something and it doesn't matter that I don't, you know, it, but actually it just doesn't really work. I, for, for someone like me, I think it's better for me to seek out those things I, I really care about and being able to support that person or or, or that um, movement that a brand is trying to make or something like that and really, and really go for it. I'll, I'll give a lot to that. Um, so i think definitely it is all about how i feel about it really and i i do tend to i realize as well when i'm speaking not just here but generally to clients i'm constantly talking about feelings not just mine obviously but you know how do they feel about something you know especially with the story you can't be too sort of cut and dry about it ultimately this is somebody's this is somebody's real story so there needs to be you know some awareness that they um need to be in touch with some of those feelings around it and can be supported, you know, that they're not going to be alone, just thrown at something's gonna be thrown out there and uh, what's gonna happen, you know, and, and too vulnerable. Um so I do talk about feelings a lot. Um <laughs> I took a personality test, I can't remember it was a couple of years ago and it, it said I was like all about that really. <laughs> it was just all about the feelings. Um so yeah I I it's just part of who I am I think.
0: So collaborating with people that you have personal connections with the the real life of, of brands, that, that's what you're all about now. Um, what if you hadn't have had that epiphany? What would you be doing? Gosh, um, I think I definitely, the
1: circumstances around, you know, having taken the break, you know, having had the time to really connect with how I was feeling at the time there we go again feeling um I think it's kind of impossible to think that I wouldn't be at least self-employed I mean I think I almost went down that road had I not had the the selfie experience I think I almost did go down that road of quite kind of you know marketing strategy very much to do with producing I guess more more corporate content I could have easily kind of gone down that road and thought, you know what, I'll I'll help brands. Uh, we'll create something that looks nice. I don't know. And again, it's like, well, where's the, yeah, where's the feeling there? So I think it just had to go this way, really. I think it was the right time. If not that, probably working for another entrepreneur. I've got a history of working with entrepreneurs <laughs> um, in a kind of number two role. Um, and I probably would have maybe gone for another role like that. Yeah.
0: And how much has your sort of background of being a copywriter helped you with with crafting messages with people?
1: Um, a whole lot, um, which is funny because at the time I was slightly ungrateful about it, if I'm honest. <laughs> I was a bit like, do I really love just being, you know, um, not just being a copywriter, but I think, I think at the time I was working with all kinds of, you know, again, just not really knowing what kind of uh brands that really interested me so I was doing all kinds of writing for just different things and some of it was good and some of it was you know it felt just somehow a bit bitty at the time I guess and a bit unplugged but actually of course it's been a huge <laughs> a huge um asset and there's right the, the beauty of writing copy and I don't know if anybody will ever say that but I feel this way um is that it gets you writing every single day um you're constantly writing when you're writing posts when you're you know along with journaling you know it just constantly keeps me in the flow of writing and, and that really helps in a lot of areas of my life really and and with the screenwriting and, and being creative I'm just used to doing it I think we can get blocked up quite easily and then it becomes this like horrible kind of thing that we have to surmount and actually the more we do little bits of writing that you know the the easier it is so yeah I you know copy is everything really um I think people do read things someone said to me the other day well do people actually read posts and I said yeah they do they really do um when it's got a story (laughs) when it's got something we want to read they will
0: absolutely read it yeah and why is it important for you to write authentic content
1: I think I can't do anything else now. <laughs> I think I've just got to a point where it feels so unnatural to, I mean, that's not to say I couldn't write somebody's web copy, you know, um, in 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 their voice, but it would still be authentic. That's the thing. It would still be their authentic brand, their authentic, um, or the authentic uh, brand leader. But I... I think it connects me with myself. Um, and again, it connects me immediately with others when I, when I write authentically or when I post, if I do a little video and I'm just speaking from the heart, I'll always get, um, a really a positive response. And I don't mean like, woohoo, your video is great. Like not that kind of response, but more like just connect that connection again. Like somebody says, Oh yeah, you know, um, that's really fun. I've seen that too. Or just, I I get that connection. That's what comes back to me when I'm more authentic. And um, also, it's just easier. I think there's this strange myth that doing uh, very curated content is somehow easier than doing the real content. That is not true, everyone. (laughs) It is much easier doing authentic content. However, you do need to practice. You know, it's about practicing it, and it's about finding yourself in it and be. Also being willing to see that it it can be a process. You're not going to wake up tomorrow necessarily and speak exactly how you what you see yourself speaking in this process. You have to just kind of do it and, and go from there. Yeah.
0: Can you differentiate for us the difference between curated and, and authentic content, just to be really clear on that?
1: I think curated content would be Something uh image-wise would probably be um quite quite kind of posed, maybe just feels a bit unnatural. It feels a bit like, like a um almost like magazine um kind of imagery, which obviously has its perfect purpose in a magazine, you know, or fashion or something like that. And obviously for fashion, um posing for a photograph is very important so I'm not saying but you know for the kind of brands and businesses we're talking about here I think something the difference what where you can shift for the imagery is is perhaps just having somebody take a photo of you where you're actually just doing something and you don't know it's happening I think there's that's very easy and then you don't have to think am I looking this am I doing that and the trap that we all fall into, actually I don't anymore, I have a massive rule about it, but um, the trap that we I used to fall into was um, if I didn't like something, you keep retaking pictures or rewriting something or doing another take on the video and actually um, that really kills the vibe, of, of the authentic vibe of, of what you want to say. I have a one take rule, which we'll see how that goes over the next few years, <laughs> but right now actually it's not working too badly. Um, it it's like just get it out there i do a one take i say what i want to say um and it's the same with photographs because otherwise we can just go round and round for a long time trying to get this the right photo and each time we do that we just lose a little bit of the in the moment feel um so yeah sorry to come back to curated i would say is sort of you know too posed and planned i guess and perhaps is root, that curated thing is rooted in in the intention to perhaps too much to sell something you know it's like is your intention just to to show you know I mean I do think it's different in retail you know if you've got a shirt you need to show the shirt obviously things like that but more if it's for like entrepreneurs and small businesses just is that like act natural you know act natural like just do your thing um, and perhaps have someone just take a few snaps and that would be much more connecting for people than a post photograph, which you probably hate doing. A lot of people don't like doing that anyway, they don't feel comfortable with it. So, yeah, and I think authentic is just really thinking, like, what's my intention here? My intention is actually to connect with people, it's not just to hit them over the head with another um, product line um, necessarily, it's actually to connect with my followers.
0: Yeah, so by stopping selling and just being real, you're saying that you'll connect more and deliver your message better.
1: It might, that's what I'm seeing really happening now. I definitely think there was a time when we were sort of in really in that aspirational place, but I just don't think we're there anymore. I think we want this real connection and it comes back to what you and I were saying one time about purpose. You know, um, I want as a follower of a brand or, a, or, an, or a person, I kind of want my, my, my values there to be reflected in them. It's, Even and it's a subtle thing because you kind of go, well, I probably follow a whole load of celebrities. Are my values really aligned with the celebrity? You don't need to analyse it, but there probably is something subconscious that makes you kind of go that they're sort of my type of person. And I think that's really underestimated by brands, really, really underestimated brands by brands. I think they they focus very much on being the best at something and actually it's probably being
0: being connected. That really is it. Yeah. So, how much do values take sort of precedence in in a branding exercise or a branding positioning? I think
1: they do. But what I what I would this is the way I do it. So, because traditionally people would talk about brand values and words like integrity, um, uh, honesty, um, efficiency, things like that would come out of brand values what I prefer to do is to start with the story. So I get the both the, lead, the brand leader and the team, hopefully, and I get them on a one-to-one as well, which always is interesting. Um, and I get them to talk about their experience of, of the brand, of what they're doing, um, of what it feels like to be part of a team that is working on this of projects. And I, it's from there, it's from the story that we start to hear the values, and they may not be the same as the kind of quote-unquote brand values that someone does through a brand value exercise. It's more to do with a collective, a collective, uh, a collective story or a collective set of values from stories. Um, it's almost like if you've got, if you're watching a film, and you know the protagonist is, uh, you know, let's say sort of chisel-jawed amazing guy and he's you know he's the hero of the of the piece but then he he reaches a challenge and uh you know perhaps some of the things we thought about him originally are different now not negative or positive just just different and you kind of go well actually he's this sort of person and and he's changed in this way that that's that's really what we're looking for is the values that we've gained through
0: experience i think are are really powerful Um, i hope that made sense. It, yeah. no, it's lovely. It's it's really it's really interesting, and I think that when I mean, there's so many different angles to to sort of take on board, but ultimately, it's not that difficult. It's because it's just about you and who you want to to come across in terms of what what you're trying to say, what your message is, and I'm not talking about this on a, a big company scale. I'm talking about on the individual scale. And what is, what is your the importance of what you have to offer to the world? Absolutely.
1: And I, I I think we all underestimate that. And I think in a way where we started with some of the social media platforms, particularly, for example, LinkedIn, we're there to be professional. That's what it said. You know, it's a professional platform for people to find jobs, to find business partners, find, you know, things like that. So we kind of go, oh, right, I'm a coach then i am a accountant i you know um but i think what's really happened now is that um we're all willing to see a much more holistic version of ourselves being real is being all of those things you know we know very well that the ceo of this tech company is you know um also has a family or you know also is a terrible golfer on the weekends or something you know it, it happens it's all real anyway so what's the difference if we See that or don't see that do you know what I mean would it really change my mind about that person's company if i saw that they couldn't bake for you know love nor money or something you know i think i think actually we would like to know that i think we'd like to know that these people are human and that we're not just the function of our jobs and our um we're not just the people we are in companies we are lots of different you know we have lots of different hats we have lots of different moods and And I think that's exciting. I think that's what we want to
0: know about, you know, yeah. And I think all of the different platforms are very complementary in allowing you to be sort of show a different side of of who you are. And yes, LinkedIn predominantly is the more professional platform, but it's so much more than, you know, looking for jobs, which is what people perceive that platform to be. There's an incredible way of connecting with everybody you know there's so literally there's so many people who are on there and I get so much value from from LinkedIn and then I guess you've got Twitter which is you know that sort of very sharp sort of you've got to really think about how you're you're scripting what you write because you're very limited on on your your characters and then you've got Facebook which is a lot more relaxed and sort of more documentary and and Instagram is sort of like the same but a little bit higher version with images so you've got different platforms to to present yourself but there's, you still need to be authentic in all of those
1: I think absolutely and I, I started a conversation on LinkedIn um, I basically um, realized that I'd um, brushed my hair to do a LinkedIn video and had not brushed my hair the last time I did an Instagram video and I was like why is that And obviously, a lot of people said, well, you know, Instagram is more relaxed. And I said, well, then by that rationale, could LinkedIn be more relaxed? I mean, both platforms are used for business. Um, Absolutely, you know, hugely, Instagram is used for business as well. So is there room for those platforms to evolve a bit, I guess, um, and maybe not be so like, yeah, this is the professional place, this is the fun one, and, and this is the family one? Or maybe we just like that too much. You know, we go, oh, I'd I'd post that on here, but I wouldn't post it on there. Maybe that helps us in a way to just sort of have a bit of a boundary with things. But I I decided I was going to experiment with some things on LinkedIn. Uh, They won't be outrageous, obviously. Um, But I thought, well, you know, where does this where does this sense of professionalism begin and end on LinkedIn? I wonder if I can push the boundaries a bit and what kind of effect that would have. The hair post itself is still going with, (laughs) with getting uh, likes and comments and views. It's quite funny. It's been my most popular post and, you know, yeah,
0: it's about, you know, it's essentially about hair. So I don't know. I think, I think also the boundaries have definitely become blurred during lockdown purely because, everybody is working from home so you're now portraying a very different perspective and where you would literally walk into an office and put your family life behind you now you can't do that you you are back to being the whole person again and I and I love that I think that's made that has made a massive difference seeing people operating in environments that are much more challenging and they've had to 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 multitask they've had to deal with you know little children coming up to them and and you hear the way that they they sort of deal with those um, elements even even Joe Wicks when he has his little ones when he's doing the exercise I've been doing day 50 today of my daughter and I we've done every single Joe Wicks exercise with, with throughout lockdown Oh, wow. Yeah. We, yeah, we love the moments when he's got his two children in there and his wife's there. And because that, you know, he's he's having to do something in an environment at home and he's got his professional I'm a PT a sort of face on. But then his kids come in and you just see that wonderful light up moment where you see that beautiful love for his children and his wife. And that for me, I, I love I love that. That, that is the authenticity.
1: Absolutely. It's kind of like, you know, what's not to like. I mean, I think now I can't imagine anybody looking at that and going, oh, you know, I just wish this was more something. It's like, well, that's exactly what it is. It's somebody teaching us from from their home. You know, I I think the COVID thing's been absolutely, um, I think it's changed things forever in terms of what we consider to be professional content. If you look at, if you watch the BBC, you know presenters from the BBC are are taking, um, doing stories from their phone. Um, you know, pretty. I'm just going to be really frank. Like, you know, pretty. Like you can see up there. No, you know, <laughs> it's too close. It's too I know close, the one you mean. Yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. And you're like, wow. But you know, that's on the BBC because it doesn't matter because the message is the same. Like, they just need to talk about what they need to talk about. They're reporting. Um, and they need someone to deliver that message, and that person is on lockdown at home, so it doesn't really matter. And I, what I'm hoping is that it will bust open some of the kind of blocks that we all might have, especially as um, entrepreneurs, like solo entrepreneurs, because, you know, it's just you, really. You don't have a team, necessarily, or small businesses where they go, oh, we can't do this yet because we need um, we need a film crew or we need... Um, a proper location or we need, you know, and all these things that are quite expensive um, to do if you're at that stage. Um, I think it's going to just dissolve all of those blocks. I think people are going to go, you know what, why am I even worried about this? I'm just going to do a whole series right here from my phone about something that I really care about. And um, obviously I'll be consistent with it because that's always a good idea, guys. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's it's all doable. We don't need to wait until this moment when we've had our hair done back to the hair again, um, when we've had our hair done, our makeup done, you know, I, I I honestly think that's not, you know, somebody even said the other day, um, do you think this will spell the end of the Kardashians, which was a grand statement, but um, the idea I think they were getting at was that, you know, anybody can do this fly on the wall kind of thing, and we're used to seeing much lower grade, none of this kind of special lighting and everything, and we're enjoying it, we're loving it. So I think things have changed probably permanently on that front, I'd say.
0: Well, I'm in agreement with you because I am literally sitting in my home and I've sort of created this podcast from scratch, just sitting at home and connecting with people from all around the world. And it's just little old me sitting in my office, looking out at the garden right now and talking to you on a podcast that, you know, less just over a month ago didn't even exist. Absolutely. That's what's really exciting are the things that are cropping up.
1: From having a bit more time, you know, I always feel a bit awkward talking about the positives of COVID because there's, you know, there's a, uh, there, there are, you know, terrible things going on. So, but just in this respect, um, a bit of time to think about, again, like what you were saying, you know, the why of something, what, you know, what do I really want to do? What would I like to speak about? And, a lot of people who weren't doing who weren't doing that, I think, are now going, you know what, maybe I will just try out this this video, or maybe I'll try doing an interview with somebody, because we're all on Zoom. It's like there's no choice now of like, but do I do it in a studio? Because it's like nobody can. So let's all do it on Zoom and not worry about it. <laughs> let's just do the interview. Um, and I think it has made things easier. I can be a bit perfectionist about some of these things, and I think, well, I really want it to, especially when it comes to the documentary. I'd want it to really feel like a documentary. You know, I'd love it if we really had a, a documentary um, cinematographer, and we did this project. You know, of course, there's like plans like that that I'd still like to do, but it doesn't mean we can't, you know, do those things on a daily basis, really. Yeah, and still have impact, still have connection. Yeah
0: there's that word again connection keeps coming back to it so i always listen out to hear what word sort of comes through and and when i put put the audio into a transcript it comes up with the most popular words and i I don't think i need to to guess which one that's going to be it's definitely going to be connection marina it's been amazing having you today on the focus on why podcast thank you so much thank you how would people get hold of you uh, you can find me on LinkedIn
1: through my strange hair post. Um, no, you can. <laughs> but you can also find me on Instagram at Marina Vision, as it sounds. Uh, the website is under construction at the moment, but watch this space.
0: Excellent. Well, when it's up and ready, I'll put it in the show notes. For anybody who's listening to this down the line, they'll, they'll be, oh, it's there. Brilliant. <laughs> so how how would you like to finish this podcast? What sort of pearl of wisdom or message would you like to leave with the audience today?
1: I think, Actually, I'm going to say, just go ahead and do it. What what you want from that will come through doing, not through planning it too much. (laughs) That's definitely
0: it. Just start and it will lead you where you need to go. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrollinson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.